Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Today is January the 28th, 2015. I want to uh, say a huge thank you to all of you out there that requested that this show air. It is a, uh, it's an honor when such things take place. I think, and I, well, I'm not even going to say I think, I know that such things happen for a reason. So if you are listening to this program right now, there is definitely a reason for it. And just me, without saying more than that, there are times in our lives that we have to ask ourselves, you know, what is going on here? Why are we in the position that we're in? And what is it that we're doing? What, you know, why is God answering? Uh, or should I say for some of you, you're wondering, does God even hear your prayers, let alone why hasn't he answered them? But the, the truth is, he is there. And your prayers are being heard. But for many of you, you need evidence. You need proof that perhaps this entity that you are praying to, this entity that you're seeking, is actually listening to you. So what I'm going to do today is just give you, in an hour time frame, some evidence that God is real. Uh, on Sunday night's program, we thought we had a technical difficulty. All of our indicators said that we did, but based on the response, we didn't. But I want to take this thing further. Does God exist? Well, I'm going to first start by proving that he does. Um, there are times that you wonder, what am I, what's, what's with this prayer stuff? One minute, you know, it's real easy. You get If you're at church, especially if you are, um, a person that goes to a charismatic church. Everybody's shouting. Some folks and took off running around the building like they done lost their mind. Other people are passing out, eyes rolling up in the back of their head. I even looked at one African church, and my African listeners, please don't think I'm trying to talk about Africans, but it was a show, if I must say, that one brother was out there doing everything from the butterfly to twerking, and they it, people ask, well, you know, is this really how God works? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm a scientist, but I also have had enough experiences 
with the divine that I can quickly tell you if Barney the dinosaur, if the Teletubbies, if SpongeBob showed me uh, what I have seen God show me or the Holy Spirit show me, I'd be trying to sell you guys Krabby Patties right now. Uh, if um, Paddington the bear showed me what God showed me, I'd be walking around with a marmalade sandwich up under my hat. So here's the truth. I'm going to start with this planet that we live in. Look at Earth. The Earth size and gravity, is uh, it, it's really a miracle that our planet even exists. It holds a thin layer of mostly nitrogen and oxygen gas. It's only extending, I'm going to say, about 50 miles above Earth, give or take the fact that we're trying to steady screw up those on layer, but it is about 50 miles above Earth. If the Earth were smaller, that atmosphere would be impossible. Like the planet Mercury, if the Earth were larger, its atmosphere would contain free hydrogen, which would quickly burn through your nose and your skin. But just because of how the Earth is, it's the only known planet, at least in our solar system, uh, to have the right mixture of gases to sustain. Now, get this, plant, animal, and human life. The Earth is located the right distance from the sun. And think about this. Now, this is for those of you that are scientific and agnostic and you're teeter-tottering one, and is there really a God? Is this thing real? The, consider the temperature swings. Roughly, the Earth's temperature ranges between 120 degrees to 30 degrees Fahrenheit, right? If the Earth were any further away from the sun, we would all freeze. If it were any closer, we would all burn up. It remains this perfect distance from the sun. While it rotates around the sun, oh, going about 67,000 miles per hour, and it's also rotating on an axis. Now, this is going to really freak you out since some of you are going, okay, Doc, that may make a little bit of sense. Well, I'm going to make it make a lot more sense. Our moon is the perfect size from the Earth especially given the gravitational pull factor, and I'm going to show you why. If the moon were any larger, we would have tsunamis every other day. If the moon were smaller or not even there, the Earth's waters would be stagnant. We, this planet would be covered in bacteria and, and, and uh, mosquitoes and mold and all of this, but because of the moon and where it is, it creates the ocean tides, and it makes the waters move so the waters don't become toxic and stagnant. Now, check this out. Speaking of water, God put water on this planet. It is colorless, odorless, and without taste, and yet no living thing can live without it. Now, now here's the deep thing. All plants, all animals, and all human beings consist mostly of water. I don't care what you are, even the human body, over two-thirds of it is made of water. Now, why is that such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal, Dodo, because look, who would have thought to put all of that which we need here if it wasn't a higher power, if it wasn't some other entity? And again, I'm using those terms because some of you think God is a person. God is not a person. <laughs> if he was he would have gotten real fed up with us a long time ago. But look at this now. Because of water, 
and it's unusually high boiling point and it's really low freezing point. Water allows us to live in an environment with fluctuating temperature temperature changes while keeping our bodies at a steady 98.6 degrees, give or take point something degrees. Water is a universal solvent. You cannot do anything without it, and being more honest, it takes water to move these nutrients and chemicals and um, these minerals through our blood. Water is also chemically neutral, so it it uh, enables food to metabolize. It helps us to create and digest medicines and all of this stuff. Another 97% of the Earth's water is in oceans. Now, get this. You go, well, wait a minute. If that's the case, we can't drink ocean water. That's the point I'm making. How is it that the water evaporates, leaving just enough salt, then forms clouds which circulate around the planet to disperse the water over the land for the vegetation that's on this planet, for the animals, and for people? And it purifies the water every time it does it. And did you know this? With the exception of what's been carried into space, every drop of water that's ever been on this planet is still here. Hmm, what does that tell you? Now, okay, you say, Doc, I get it. The planet, I get it. What about us? If God exists, why are we so crazy? Glad you asked. The human brain isn't, doesn't make you crazy. So let's separate the human mind from the human brain. I'm just going to talk about the brain for a minute. The brain processes more information. And your brain takes in all the colors, all the objects you see, the temperature around you, the pressure against your feet, the sounds that surround you. It even regulates the, the dryness in your mouth. Your brain holds and processes all your emotions, all your thoughts, all your memories. And at the same time, your brain is doing all of this. It keeps track of ongoing functions in your body, like when to breathe, when to sweat, uh, when to eat, which muscle to move, how much tension to use with each muscle. And I'm saying that's for folks that are even crazy. Okay, maybe that does include the other person that's sitting next to you and not you, but you may be a little fruity yourself. But even given the fact that you may even be crazy, your brain still processes and does all of this information, and it functions differently than every other organ. Now, is there an intelligence to this brain? Of course there is. That's why in life you grow in your abilities to reason, to have feelings. Think about it like this. You even dream in 3D. You cannot go to a movie. I don't care if it's in real 3D, IMAX, X-Factor, whatever the heck you go see. Nothing can complete with your brain, and it gives you the ability to do everything from relate to other people to know when to go to the toilet. Now, for some of you, your brain is not helping you with your clothing, especially the people I keep seeing at Walmart. What is with that? Never mind. Let me continue. Anyway, so then look at this other part of you. Just I, I would go into all of your organs, but I'm just going to stick with your brain and your eyes, all right? And there's a reason for that. It says, bring into captivity every wild, illusionary, and disobedient thought. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because that is going to take you to this conversation today about how to cause manifestation to take place in your life. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go a step further. You would not be tuned into this program right now 
unless something hit your frequency. Because all of us are a walking vibration. And that vibration causes us to resonate with that which is likened to ourselves. Now, through that same resonation, we will be able to come in contact with manifestation. But I'm going to go there in a minute. But I'm still on this God existing. Scientists are convinced that, and I'm going to go on both sides of the fence so I don't miss you. Some scientists are convinced that our universe just began with one enormous big bang, explosion, light, gas, energy, bam, right? And then this singularity, this one event, this event horizon was the beginning of the universe. Even a couple of astrophysicists, one Robert Jastrow, a self-described agnostic, get that now, says the seed of everything that has happened in this universe was planted in the first instant, every star, every planet, every living creature. Okay. Steven Weinberg, a Nobel laureate in physics, said the moment the explosion happened, this universe was about 100,000 million degrees and filled with light. Now, here's where I'm going to start bringing God into this. If you read any holy book, all of it says the first thing was God. In the beginning was God. And he said, let there be light. Now, check this out. Even if you read the Judeo-Christian Bible, he did not invent the sun and the moon. And that text and, and that uh, and that mystery till the fourth day, it says on the fourth day, he created the sun, and then he created the moon to reflect the light of the sun and separate the days from the weeks. Now, why is that relevant, Dr. D? Real simple. Now we're talking about time. That's going to come back later in this conversation today. Time exists to mark things, to quantify data, to quantify value, to give you a compass so to speak, that exists nowhere else in this galaxy but Earth. Example, if you go to Mars, one year is four, what is it, 400 and some days? If you go to Mercury, one year is, what, 88 days? So, so the point I'm making is this. The minute you leave the ground, take off even in an airplane on Earth. You don't even need to leave this planet. Time becomes kind of weird. Like if you leave well, I'm in uh, Texas today, so if I leave here and go to L.A., I'm going lo- to really pick up two extra hours of time. Why? Because the rotation of the earth and the axis, we had to divide it up. That's why it can be, uh, I guess right now in Texas it's a little afternoon, and the Middle East right now it's midnight, right at midnight. It's 11 o'clock, 1 a.m. We're on the same planet. Why, is, why does that matter? We're going to get to that a little bit later. Now, if that hasn't got you to a point where you're going, you know what, I have really been kind of like had my head in a box, you little box troll, you. I'm getting ready to get your head out the box. You no longer have to be a troll. You will be very aware that, first, God exists. Now, why am I going out my way to prove to you that God exists? Real simple. Who in the heck is answering your prayers? Duh. Anyway. Look at the DNA code. All instruction, all teaching, all training with, comes with intent. Someone who writes an instruction manual does so with a purpose. Did you know that every cell in your body that exists has a detailed instruction code in it? 
that will replicate you. Now, I didn't, now check this out now. I didn't say your brain, your fingernail, your toenail, uh, your blood, the interstitial fluid, the, the muscle fibers, the fat cells, every part of your body, even though all of these things I'm mentioning are totally anatomically different. Some of them are made with minerals, some are fluid. Some of these things are cartilages. All, any one of them, I can extract your saliva, your sweat. All of this stuff has this unique barcode, kind of like, you know, you go to uh, the grocery store and get you uh, some pressed ham. What the, what the hell is in spam and in pressed ham? That even sounds nasty. But the point is, there's even this code in that junk. DNA, your DNA is unique unto you. There is no other being on this planet that has your DNA. Now, taking this a step further, that means that you are unique. That means that out of all of these little sperm that were, you know, swimming around in your daddy's you-know-what sack, and and all of those eggs, and I'm just going to take this even a step further. Did you know that uh, here's the di- the uh, the development of a human being? You start out, you know, your daddy's got sperm. Your mother has these eggs. I- I'm really oversimplifying this, but I just want I don't have time to give you a lesson in biology. But let's follow that. Out of all the different sperm, literally hundreds of thousands, millions of those guys. You, yes, you, you were the one that made it through sperm that are meant to kill, sperm that are meant to propel the other sperm. You made it to find this one egg. Now, this is where it gets deep. When you were first conceived, you are an embryo. You're not even, you're a speck. I mean, literally, we have to look at you under a microscope. You cannot be seen. You do not look like a human being, like a tadpole does not look like a frog, like a, a caterpillar does not look like a butterfly. You are literally something else. And then you, this little one-cell organism divides, and it divides into two, then four, you know, meiosis and mitosis, all of this stuff. It starts dividing and dividing and dividing. Each one of those cells takes an assignment and says, you will become a finger, you will become an eye, you will become a lung. And what's really deep about this is, you know, you go from zygote to an embryo. And as an embryo, you look like basically a weird-looking lima bean with a little dot that's an eye, right? You turn into the zygote, which is an undifferentiated uh, human being in the making. You, there is no gender yet. You know, that doesn't happen until about 8 to 12 weeks is our hypothesis on that one. So, but when there's a determination of gender, if it's a girl, all of a sudden these female, this invagination 
takes place, and instead of having testicles, you have ovaries. Isn't it funny? We have the same stuff. You know, the penis protrudes. The the uh, the vagina is you know it it goes within whatever, and it invaginates is the term. But as you develop, every egg that's going to be in mom is already there before this girl is even developed into a fetus. The eggs where they're going is already there. You know, like eggs, you're going in here, right? So before your mother is even born, there's a certain number of eggs that she will ever produce, and that's already been determined before she's even born. Now, can something happen along the way? Of course it can. Life happens. But the truth is it's already set up before she even comes out, before your parents even saw, your grandparents even saw your mama, you were already in the mix. Now, isn't that deep? God was so deep in his design of life that you were in the mix before your mother was even born. That's why when we hear that phrase, I knew you before you were ever established in your mother's womb, I yet knew you. Now, where am I going with that one? Where I'm going with that is simply this. You exist as a spirit way, 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 way before you become a body. Now, how does that end up working out to you getting your prayers answered? Stay with me. I'm coming your way. Here's how that works. In this grand design, you know, one of, one of my degrees is a master's in metaphysics, and I have studied every relation, I mean, every religion and, and how it relates to a uh, perspective of the origin of mankind. I've looked at it as a scientist. I've looked at I'm going to throw this out there at you. Consider this one. The human body and the heavens have so much in common. As a matter of fact, you are made of the same source material. Here's the proof. First, let's look at the design. In the heavens, there is a order to how things develop. You, you have a galaxy, with, and in a human being, you have a body. The galaxy is a celestial body, right? Then you look in this galaxy, you have systems within a galaxy. In a human body, you have systems, a reproductive system, system a respiratory system, an uh, endocrine system, a circulatory system, a musculoskeletal system, a lymphatic system, an endocrine system, all of this stuff, right? Same thing in heavens. And then within these systems, you have certain bodies that exist. And within the systems of your body, you have these things that exist. In your respiratory system, let's say, you have a trachea and you have alveoli and you have lungs and you have surfactant and your reproductive system. You have a penis or a vagina, ovaries, testicles. You have all of these things that are designed to function as a subset of a greater thing. And that's the way it works in the heavens. But then when you get to breaking all of that down, there is a divine order. There is a rotation and within these celestial bodies. There's an orbit that takes place. And in your body, your blood orbits through your body. It circulates in your body the way the planets circulate in that solar system. But even if we break it down to the lowest form of minutia, there's a proton there's an electron, there's a neutron. The same thing is what makes up that which is in your body. Hey, isn't that deep? Isn't it deep 
that every mineral that is on this planet is in your body in some way, shape, or form. Isn't it amazing that you are interdependent with plants? You know, the plants need the carbon dioxide you breathe, and you need the oxygen they breathe. Now, if what I just said doesn't force you to admit that there is a greater intelligence that brought about this manifestation, either you need to put the weed down and leave that box of wine alone or you've lost your mind. That is proof that there has to be an intelligent consciousness a you know we can look through every major religion Jesus you can look at Muhammad Confucius Allah bless his name Moses you, you can look at all the prophets each one of them basically gave you the same story each one of them said to you that you are part of this Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. In other words, what is within you controls everything external to you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And everything that man has ever created, and before he spoke of it, he saw it, not with a pen and paper, not on a a tablet or a on a computer or a screen or, or anything like that. It was envisioned. And the same thing, before anything was ever light, God envisioned. You are created in God's image. Now, why am I telling you that? Real simple. And this is where the manifestation of prayer gets really real. We have to learn and accept first, and either you will believe this or you won't. You are the source material for every manifestation that is going to take place in your life. Making that conversation or that argument even more complex is this. Did you know every prayer that you pray was deposited in you before you knew to make the request? I'm going to say that again. Every prayer. That's why it says, while you were yet praying, God had already answered the prayer. A big sign of this is in the Christian version of belief, which is, um, you know, my practice. But uh, And I, whatever you are, brothers and sisters, long as you are seeking God, I don't care how you seek him, but I'm just here to tell you he is real and he does exist. My belief system does not have to be yours, nor do you have to agree with it, but I'm going to tell you God is real. I'm just going to tell you God is real. Here's an example of this in in one of the Christian prayers. It says, God's will be done, will be. What tense is that? That is future tense, right? God's will be done on earth as it is. Now, check this out. This is so deep. And it goes back to that days from the weeks, from the months, from the years type thing. As it is done in heaven. And then another quote says, what is loosed in heaven be loosed on earth. You know, what, I mean, what has, been, what has been bound on earth be bound in heaven. I, I know I just said that backwards, but I'm excited. Forgive me. I'm old. I can make mistakes. Hey, anyway, but the point I'm making is this, is whatever has been loosed 
in one place is loosed in the other. Whatever's been bound in one place is bound in the other. In other words, there is a place where that which is ethereal comes into contact with that which is finite, meaning that you exist for a reason, and so does the prayer that's been placed in you. So then you say, well, Dr. Young, that's the case. Why is it I have not been able to manifest my potential yet? Real simple. There's an order to manifestation. It's called epistemological development. Just as when you were an embryo, you did not go from an embryo to talking about, can I have a happy meal? That did not happen. The universe, God, your creator, the Holy Spirit, is a God of order. So some of these prayers that you've been praying that you want to have happen right now, it's not that they're not going to happen. And sometimes you forfeit your prayer by trying to make it happen yourself. Good example. A seed, a common seed, whatever kind of seed you want to look at, when does that seed potentiate? When does it reveal the essence of that which is within that seed? Answer to that question. Real simple. First, you have to separate it from a collective. Now, how does that relate to you? You cannot germinate that which is within yourself until you separate yourself from your mother at birth. You cannot bring forth what you're sent to this planet to do long as you remain in your mother's womb. Now, I'm saying that so you can get the picture. How can you bring forth what's within you as long as you keep hanging with Bucky, Ray, and Susie and running around with Abner Peacock and Walter Didymus or whoever, you will never, ever, ever, I don't care how much you pray, I don't care how much you fast, you could fast till you look like a doggone skeleton. You could pray until literally your knees fold in on themselves. You are not manifesting a doggone thing until you get away from the people that you're around. That's number one. Number two, as long as you keep telling folks what you want. It ain't coming to you, bro, because I'm going to tell you this. Only we are spirits. We are beings of light. We are energy. Think about this. When you see someone fall out and all of a sudden they can't breathe, they're on the floor turning blue, black, whatever, wheezing, what do they do? They go get a defibrillator. You know that thing that's where they say, everybody stand back, one, two, three, you know, and they, they shock you. We are beings of energy. We give off energy, people. I'm going to give you an example that you have heard me use so many times. If you go to a piano store, while you are in that piano store, just walk up to a piano and strike a chord. Once you strike that chord, you're going to notice something very interesting happens. All the other pianos will vibrate at that same frequency. So if I go hit a C major chord in a music store on a piano, a guitar, a violin, if I make it loud enough, anything else that's pre-wired, listen to what I'm saying to you now, that's pre-wired will also resonate at that frequency. Now, some of you are going, okay, man, this is getting deep. i got to put the weed out. 
You shouldn't be smoking weed no way. You're too old for that. Anyway, but the truth is, the reason that that works that way, and the reason I'm using that example, people, is that which you are praying for must resonate with what God has for your life. In other words, when your prayer matches his will, you get manifestation. Question now. Dr. D, oh, uh, hang on, my producer is saying, are we going to break? No, we're not going to break, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to ride this horse all the way through because I know you're busy and I know it's lunchtime, so I want to get as much information to you as possible. And if you do what's being told to you today, you will start getting your prayers answered, and you will get them answered immediately, okay? So here's the deal. To get that resonation, that, that, to resonate with God's will, wouldn't it only make sense that you know what his will is? Duh. How can you resonate with something if you're not in tune with it? In other words, if I hit a C major on those pianos at that piano store, it's not going to resonate if, if those other pianos aren't tuned properly. You need to be tuned properly, and the way that you do that is through meditation, not religion. So if Pastor and told you he'll give you some holy oil and a prayer cloth if you give him $25, your crazy butt does not need to do that. What you need to do is meditate. Why? Meditation is the highest form of prayer, okay? Now, the question is, how do you meditate? Real simple. You go away from people. Again, what did I say about that seed? It cannot release its content. The hole will not break where the fruit is housed until it is separated and put in a nurturing, enriching environment. For you, ladies and gentlemen, that starts with you getting away from people and meditating, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing, when you separate yourself from these people, you go somewhere and you get quiet. Why? Why? Is it because I want you to sit around and be all spiritual? Well, yeah, but no. Well, yeah, but no. I know that sounds crazy. I just like doing that because it was cool to do. Anyway, here's why I'm saying this to you. Once you separate yourself from people, then you position yourself to hear from God. When you position yourself to hear from God, that which he has for you can be revealed to you. What does that mean? That means, because I know some of you have the good sense right now to saying, okay, I'm with you. I see that this has to be real. I see that there has to be uh, something greater than myself running the show. Yes, there is. Now I'm telling you how to get in contact with it so you can start praying properly. First, when you get alone, sit and breathe deeply. Take deep breaths. Don't get weird with it. You ain't got to start wheezing. You know, no. Breathe deeply. Next thing, realize that you're not supposed to feel any kind of way. So when some idiot tells you, 
You know, when the Holy Spirit's in the room, your bowels will start bubbling. Not true. Not if your bowels start bubbling, you ate and you need a squatty potty. That is not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is you will feel peace and quiet. Now, now you're saying, why would I do that, Doc? Why? Here's why. You've heard this many times in your religious text. To be absent in the body is to be present with God. I'm going to repeat that again. To be absent in the body is to be present with God. How do you do that? Here's how you do that. By shutting down your vanity, by shutting down anger, because it says, and you've, you've heard this before, before you even try to worship and tithe, it says, you know, how can you love a God who you can't see when you mistreat and defile your brother who you can see? And if you haven't forgiven someone, you know, it says the beginning of anything, if, if you want God to heal you, it says you need to first turn from this mess you're doing. And wicked ways, we always think of that as doing something treacherous, which that is a form of wickedness, but I'm talking about wicked means bewitched, meaning that you are so caught up in how you want stuff to happen that you're not allowing God to orchestrate and direct your life. So that's the wicked I'm talking about. It's kind of like the wick on a candle. Uh, You can't really get light until you set that thing on fire and start letting it burn away. You have to let these things that are ensnaring you get out your way. And as you do this, see, I'm undo- I know it's some pastor going, man, I was saving that, that for a funeral. God, dog, I hate this guy. I love you, bro, but you're sick in the head misleading these people. But here's the truth. As you are absent in the body and you start meditating, your brain, we call it monkey brain. We call it the limbic system. We call it the reptilian brain. We got all sorts of names for stupidity. Once you shut that down, you close your eyes, you release these attachments. See, many of you right now can't hear from God because you're so busy living in the past or so worried about the future that you're not fully in the present. That a preach on it? Okay. I'm not, I'm, yes, I'm an ordained minister, but don't ever call me Rev because no man is reverent. I, I hate that. Uh, and I'm not knocking your religion. If you like calling folks whatever, but every book I've read, the Bible, the Quran, I ain't never read no Reverend Deacon. I ain't never read anything there like that. But anyway, bottom line is, as you become present and give your full attention to the present moment, and yes, your thoughts are going to come. Let them come. And you say to your thought, I release you now. You don't have to say that out loud, but if that helps you, do so. Then after that, you willfully request the help of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, of Ganesh, of Allah, of Buddha. Whatever it is that you use as your anchor to reach God, you use your anchor don't worry about what folks have to say because, you know, I have people come to me all the time. See, man, you preview, you saying that if this is, if you know, that ain't right. You know, the world is the most divided place on worship days. 
So for all of you people that can't love one another as people are, I'm not the guy to follow. Go find, go follow Charles Stanley or somebody crazy. But don't, I'm, I'm not Charles Stanley. Is crazy. I love Charles, but don't, don't go and become so judgmental of a people that you want to block how they connect with God. Okay, I'm just saying. But sit and request. You know, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, say okay in Jesus' name. If you're Islamic, say all you know, Almighty Allah, I give you praise. Whatever your religious belief is, once you get quiet and present with God, ask God to speak to you. The word says, "Ask and you shall receive," and ask God and say, "God, reveal the act that I need to do today." to reach my highest level of good. Now, you ask, you could say, Dr. B, man, I've been doing that. I've been asking God, you know, every time I go to the casino, fool, God ain't going no doggone casino with you, and he sure ain't finna go to the dope house with you, and he ain't finna help you rob no liquor store, and he ain't finna help you sell dope. That ain't how this works. Like my girl says on the commercial, that is not how any of this works. Now, here's the next trick. Anything that God gives you to do, he will give it to you and confirm it. And he will confirm it, not by your ego and your narcissism. He will confirm it because there will be a need for your gift. And that need will not be, it may be on the other side of the earth, but if it does, you're going to end up over there. You don't have to try to make yourself get there. And something I learned, and I want you guys to really hear me right now. I was this guy that I was always trying to get folks to like me. I'm an adopted kid, so you already know I'm kind of screwed up to begin with. I'm not saying all adopted kids are screwed up, but we we come into the world, and I had the most wonderful parents. I mean, you know, it was my second cousin uh, whose mother, my great aunt, took me in when I was 11 months old at around 6. Her daughter said, Mother, you told her to raise a child. All of that, bam, okay. I never could connect to my biological and, you know, to my dad. And I did get a chance. My mother's a really sweet, wonderful woman, my biological mother, as well as my adopted mother. But I did not grow up that way. And I used to just question, you know, well, you know, God, why'd you move me and all this? Let me tell you all something. However your life went, that's how it was supposed to go. And you need, and this is about getting your prayer answered still, you need to accept where your origins took you because everything is working for your good. All of this stuff that has happened to you, it's, it's connected to these prayers that you're praying, and the reason why you can't see it is you're so caught up in the past and worried about the future. You're not listening to God talk to you about what's going on with you right now because, see, it says now faith, and it says without faith it's impossible to please God, right? And it says that, Anything that you ask, you will receive. You know, it says, but, you know, all these things will be done according to God's purpose for your life. So some of these dumb prayers you're praying aren't getting answered because you are not in touch with God's purpose for your life. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Ask for the answers. Now, here's the, here's the most interesting of fodder. 
some of your answers are going to come in the strangest ways. I remember I was going to school, and I was uh, wanting to get ready to try to get my first assistant surgery stuff done, and I had this little racist, bigoted woman for a uh, department chair, and I found some problems, some, some, you know how you take these professional exams and they give you these practice tests, and I found some errors in the practice tests, and the woman, I, you know, well, you don't write them and tell them they made a mistake. I said, why don't I write them, you know? And really, it had nothing to do with the fact I found a mistake. It had something to do that I was a black male who found a mistake, and I had this racist bigot for this department chair, right? And, and when it was all said and done, they fired that crazy woman. But did they? Did I get to see her get fired? No. She stayed there another year and a half. But see, God had to send me through that. So that when I teach and lecture, I have compassion to those that are sitting in my audience. God had to send me through that to let me know that his will was greater than my will. My will for my life was to scrub in and cut you open and become a neurosurgeon, and I'm still doing surgery. But it's spiritual in nature. I am still getting inside of people's heads, but I am not doing it with a retractor and clamps and a bogey. I am still suctioning out uh, just necrotic matter, but I'm doing it with a spiritual uh, suction device. I'm imparting something different, and it's wisdom. In other words, sometimes we will be almost right spot on with what God is going to do with us because you get this vision. And see, that's the other part. Some of you right now, you got the right vision, but you're looking in the wrong place. I'm going to say that again. Some of you right now, God told you, open that store, and you're going, I opened the store. What happened? Here's what happened. You want to run the store instead of getting guidance. See, God works through people. I have couples and individuals. They range from NBA and NFL superstars to just the average guy, doctors, lawyers, come in my office and they go, Doc, I just can't seem to get it right. And I'm like, well, let's talk about it. And when we start talking, it, it comes very quickly to me that the first problem isn't that this person doesn't have the gift. It's not that they don't have a talent. It's them. They are in their own way. Can't nobody tell them nothing. And, and see, if you can't submit to God, how can you submit to the purpose God created you for? And, and here's the deal. You, people will say, well, Doc, I know all these dope dealers and these rappers and these rock stars and these crooked businessmen. They get rich. Let me tell you something, boo. The fat lady ain't sung on them yet. And what profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul in the process? You feel me? Because I've been that guy. I have had days where I had a stack of money and no peace. And I've had days where I didn't have a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out of. And I knew Elwin Lee loved me. I knew for a fact Rudy Rasmus had my back. But see, that there was a time that if I hadn't cracked and been buried, like I'm talking about that seed, how would, have I, how would I have known 
what was housed deep inside of me. So that brings me to this next thing. As you meditate, and as you as you say, ask the Spirit to guide you, sit there and be quiet. Stop asking God, God, can I have some sandwich meat? And God, I want to have sex with that woman that lives next door because her booty big. Or God, I want that... I want Denzel, Lord, please, Lord. If you don't give me Denzel, give me Boris Kojo or uh, uh, Brad Pitt, Jesus. I mean, God ain't going to make nobody come to you. That's not how this works. See, the I told you earlier that there was a DNA code written inside of you. Now, all things are synergistic in this universe. So the wealth that you're seeking is on the other side of the continuum. And I don't mean the other side of life. I'm not telling you what these slave masters told the slaves. I'm telling you what you need to hear. Your wealth is waiting on you, but you have to align yourself to resonate in the, with the gift and with the positioning that's going to bring you there. And I'm going to use me for an example again. As I said, I started noticing a little trail of breadcrumbs lining up, and I I was like, I got this money from suing that same school, and I was like, okay, what do I do with this little change I got? And Laura, and I went to U of H. That's where I was doing my pre-med stuff, and I was like, should I go to grad school at U of H? And I said, if if so, and the person I needed to meet with, well, if I talked to him, he wasn't there, and blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I didn't, and, and some said, go do University of Metaphysics, University of Sedona. So I look up this school. Now I'm really confused because I'm like, this school is not even accredited in the United States. But I also looked at the school, and I looked at who graduated from it, and I, I you know me, I'm a scientist. I checked the Better Business Bureau. I checked the history of the school. It's been around since the 50s. And I'm like, why isn't this school accredited? And then I finally, I was lucky enough to talk to Dr. Masters, and he said, I'm not going to play the game because I'm not going to limit what I can do by playing the game. He said, we live on a planet that is much bigger than the United States. Not that I don't love my country. I love my country. But I'm going to tell you, America, we, we, need, we ain't all that we think we are. The rest of the world, India, Africa, Asia, the Middle East can teach us a few things. The U.K. can teach us a few things. Let me just be the one to say it. But So when I started looking, I started looking at Ayurvedic medicine, and I started looking at shamanistic societies, and I started looking at uh, Islam, and I started looking at Buddhism and Hinduism, and I started looking at all of these rites of passage for man around the world, and God said, do it there. So then my, the scientist in me kicks in again. And, you know, I complete a few degrees, start working on my doctorate, and I'm like, God, why is it with all of our Western arrogance and equipment and technology, and uh, why is it we're not the smartest in math if we are so much better? Why is it Japan and China is kicking our butt in technology? See, America, humble yourself. And I'm not, again, I love my country, but I'm just saying Don't limit yourself to being conventional because what God has in you, it's not not deposited in nobody else. God, everything he does is an original work. See, some of you right now aren't getting your prayers answered because you're trying to copy somebody else's idea. Again, ask the Holy Spirit to show you your path. Now, I'm not going to say 
that continuity isn't appropriate. I'm not going to say that some things that are great have the same context, but the context in which they are used is very different. And what I'm saying to you, dear one, is that for you to manifest and get your prayers answered, you, you've got the content, but your context is jacked up. What I mean, and, and I'm going to use me for an example, I did my doctorate on the placebo effect. Now, here's what's so funny. The placebo effect, for those of you that don't know what it is, some people think, well, you know what, you give somebody a sugar pill and they get well, or you, you, uh, you dip them in the, in the water seven times and they get ill. You spit in the clay, put it on his eyes so the man can see, and just because of grief it happens, well, that's true and not true. The truth is, because of belief, it does happen. What is not true is that it is because of some little occurrence. It is all about belief. Right now, I promise you, those of you that are suffering with, like me, I'm a type 2 diabetic. I just got through doing eight miles, 450 sit-ups. I just got through working out for two hours. You know, I'm a man of a certain age. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm 53 I'm 53 with a six-pack with 46-inch shoulders and a 32-inch waist. Okay? Now, is that genetics? Partly. But you remember I said God gave us each an identity code in our DNA. But it's also my belief because every day I say I am in perfect health. I am virile. I am content. I am happy. I am the essence of love. I am successful. I am a millionaire. I am prospering. And see, as I call those things that are not as though they are and Faith without works is dead. As I, as I put my faith to match my works, I can look back, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you uh, a couple of years ago, I said, I'm going to become a master certified coach. I'm going to become a master MBTI practitioner. I'm going to get master certified in neurolinguistics. You know what, folks? I have all of those things now. Now, did I have to work? Of course I had to work. But when I enrolled in each one of those programs, let me testify and tell you, I did not have the money to pay for it. I did not. I stepped out on faith. When I decided, I even had some crazy woman tell me one day, she said, well, why did you go to the University of Sedona? And, and I had to look at it and I said, baby girl, let me tell you how academia works and how higher education works. You can have an idiot graduate from Yale or Harvard. Passion and the person being connected to purpose that makes the doctorate, makes the master's, makes the master of science, makes the bachelor of arts and the bachelor of science relevant. Because if you don't have purpose and passion and you didn't really do your work and you didn't really put your effort and your heart into what you were doing, I don't care who the hell gave you your degree. You're an idiot. I don't care if, if it was just for you to be able to brag. It, it, it's not going to work for you. If you want wealth just so you can smoke more dope, screw more men, screw more women, have a wardrobe that's overpriced, you may get the money, but you won't get the honey, boo. You won't get the honey. You'll be like Sugar Bear without the sweater. You'll be like uh, Snap, Crackle, Pop without the little three guys. You know, he's going to be like your boy. You will have all of this stuff and have nothing. You'll be like 
Justin Bieber and them draws. Never mind. I won't go there. I won't go there. I really want to crack a joke right now, folks, but I'm not going to do it. Anyway, but the point I'm making is this. Did you know God wants you to be happy? It says, in above all things, I want you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And, you know, it says that, you know, I answered the prayer while you were yet praying. But see, some of y'all, you're so damn lazy. You're sitting there waiting on a blessing just to happen. That's not going to go like that. You have to get off your butt. And you need to look before you leap. You need to think before you speak. See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And as much, if your heart isn't clean, even David, dude, crazy as hell, but he said, created me a clean heart. See, out of the abundance of the heart and out of your mouth flow what's really inside you. You want to know what somebody's about? Keep listening to them. You want to know what I'm about? You listening to me. I'm all about you. Uh, you know, my brand, I figured out the key to success. A, a moment ago, it was love. It was creating a placebo effect. It was telling people. You know, I, I've had people in my office that are, just to put it mildly, assholes. But I look them in the face and I say, I don't see an asshole. When I see you, I see greatness. See, the reason that even Jesus could heal was because when he looked at other people, he saw in them what God created them to be, and he saw it and believed it to such a degree that it resonated when he touched them. They started vibrating on the same level that he was on, right? And, and that's the key to getting your prayer answered, you have to be vibrating on a frequency of success. You have to be vibrating on a level where when you touch someone, they resonate with what's resonating in you. You know, I, I was talking to Harrison Land, and, and he's a wonderful producer, and Melanie Runyon at, at, uh, at this company that I'm looking at work, I'm working with. And when I talk to these people, these people didn't talk about money. They didn't talk about that we have on uh, 10 or more networks, some of the top shows in television right now. You know what they talk to me about? They talk to me about vision, and they talk to me about purpose. And they said, you know what, if, you know, we want to create content that informs and enlightens and elevates people. And that success is what makes you get your prayers answered. See, a lot of the reasons why your prayers right now are sitting up on a shelf, homie, is because it's all about you. You could care less about what you're asking for is going to take away from somebody else. See, some of you right now are sitting up praying that you get somebody else's spouse. You trifling back. Okay, I can't say it. But you know what I'm saying. Some of you right now, you want money. For what, though? You know, because, see, it's not in the wanting of things that brings manifestation. It's in having a purpose behind that which you want. See, when I realized that, I, I had a friend of mine, uh, Noel Pinnock, said to me, he said, he said, well, D, when we going to be 
And I listened to Noel, and I was like, you know what, dude? You own to something. I had to stop being about D. Yvonne Young and start being about D. Yvonne Young's brand. And see, my brand is about uplifting and translating into the lives of other people that which is constituent in my life. Is what you're asking for, is it all about you? Some of your prayers aren't getting answered because you're thinking too small. God did not create you to do mediocrity. Mediocrity, by definition, is the worst of the best and the best of the worst. Is that really where you are? I think not. What I've had to learn in this first half of my life is that whatever I say I will have, I will have. I remember as a boy, my father and I were leaving church, and we used to stop and eat by me and I see, and I looked over to my daddy, and my daddy said, you know what? I am asking God to just let me see you grow up and that I know you're going to be a good man, and I will have lived my life. I'd be damned if my father didn't die right at the birth of me being a man and him knowing that he had raised a decent guy. Not a perfect guy. You know, I made many mistakes. Some I'm embarrassed of. Some I'm glad I made. But I'm saying that to say, what are you speaking into your life right now? Now, getting into closure, I'm going to give you something to help you. First, here's what I want you to do. I already told you to get somewhere and shut your dog on mouth and breathe deeply. I don't care if you literally need to go in your closet to get away from them four children you have, about five different men, whatever you're doing, get somewhere and breathe deeply and get quiet. Cut the lights out and close your eyes and just feel, just feel. The other thing is allow yourself to be present. Be present. Quit thinking about tomorrow It says, take no thought for tomorrow, for by taking thought can a man add a cubit to his height. You know, don't think about tomorrow. It says, don't worry about what you will eat or what you will wear, you know, because you need not of these things. God knows what you need. And don't think about the past. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call this very moment the present. Be focused and be mindful. Make things about others and not just about you. What are you declaring in your life? What are you saying? Are you saying whatever's coming out of your mouth is what is going to be the content of your life, and moreover, it is going to to corral your character? Are you always talking about somebody else in a negative way? Are you always damn complaining? Are you always depressed? Because, see, that's why your prayer can't get answered. You are calling things that are not, and what you're calling is manifesting. What you're speaking is coming to an existence. When I speak, I declare myself 
whole. And I thank God for perfect health. And I speak blessings over my children, even the ones that are getting on my damn nerves. I pray over them, too, because I'm probably getting on their nerves, too. I thank God for reconciliation with people. And I thank God for making my enemies my footstools and my stepping stones. And I declare that I am proof and validation that there is a God and that the manifestations that come from my life resonate in such a way that even my enemies have to declare that I'm brilliant and I'm blessed and that I'm the walking essence. I am the epitome of a man having God be present every time I step into the room. I'm blessed in the city and in the field. Wherever I set my foot, I am blessed. Now, dear one, here's what I'm going to say to you, good and bad, that are present in your life. I have some people in my life that I didn't know this time last year. I didn't know Derek Phillips this time last year. I didn't know Eric Dargan this time last year. I didn't know, you know, there's some people I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't know Melanie. I didn't know, I didn't know some people last year that I know today. But I'm going to tell you that God has already put people in your path that you haven't even met yet that are coming along with uh, blessings for you. They're coming along to protect you. They're coming along to make sure that when the enemy comes in, that like a raging flood, God will raise up a standard. See, some of y'all even say your scripture's wrong. Put the comma in the right place. It ain't when the enemy comes in like a raging flood. No, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a raging flood, God will raise up a standard. Watch what you declare. Watch what you say. Watch who you tell your dreams to because everybody that's, that's laughing with you, they may saw a lot of these folks are laughing at you. And everybody that says that they believe in you, believe in what you can do for them. And everybody that says they support you are only supporting you in anticipation of what they're going to get out of it. You know, I have some people that people put, that God put in my path. I know for a fact the enemy sent them. You know, I look at uh, this uh, local, this company that did my Internet last year. They did a good job, but they were a curse. But see, that which was meant to curse me, even that was used to bless me. So I'm saying this to you. If you want your prayer answered, stop praying for what you want and start asking God to show you what you need. Stop asking God for things and ask him to reveal how you should use these things that he's given you already. Stop living in the future and stop fretting over your past and be present in right now. And more than anything else, the greatest power of all is love. Love somebody the way that God has loved you. I love you. And frankly, there's nothing you can do about it. St. John's downtown put that one out there. But I'm going to tell you this before I get out your hair today. A few things I want you to do. One, I, I want you to just get in your mirror and tell yourself, you know what, you can, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. I want you to look in the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. There's nothing greater than that which is in you, for greater is that which is in you than that which is in this world. 
I want you to write down, it says, see the vision and write it down and make it plain. Clarify your vision and keep evolving it because as seasons go, so will the changes in your life. So don't hold on to what happened yesterday and stop thinking about what you already did and look at what you could and should be and need to be doing right now. I want you, before I get out of here, hit the like button on Facebook, on the D. Yvonne Young public figure page. You know, they changed me from uh, now I'm actually a celebrity according to their standards, but I think in God's eyes I've been special for a minute, and that's how I want you to feel about yourself. Before you call me arrogant, I'm telling you I want you to know that, look here, God don't make junk, and no matter how junky and how much junk is in your life, you are not junk. The other thing I want you to do is share comment on any content that you see us putting out. You know, quantifiable data is what drives this world now, so I want your voice to be counted. And that way, the voice that we have will count even more to those that need to hear it. If you're listening right now via Blog Talk Radio, which a few million of you are, I'd like for you to hit the follow button. I don't know why the millions of people, only a few of you guys will do that, but if, you, if you're so inclined, hit it. If not, no problem. Just keep tuning in. And the other thing that I want to tell you is that no weapon formed against you will prosper. What God has done in you, what he has blessed, no man can curse. And if God be for you, what can be against you? And when you pray, you pray God's word because your word may return void, but his won't. I promise you it won't. There are some things that are there for you that go above and beyond anything because it says, eyes have not seen nor any ear heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man, the goodness that God has for you. And again, I'm not being religious. I'm just being real. So with that said, I love you madly, most sincerely I do. And don't hang up and don't disconnect. There's a song from my dear friend, Mr. Brian Courtney Wilson. We're going to spend that, and I won't be coming back when it goes off. But I want you to know you're a lot stronger than you think. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Talk to you Sunday night, and I check this out. Pray for me. I've already prayed for you.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.